Welcome to Walking Through Glass, the podcast. I am your host, Dr. Dina C. Brown, founder of the Lead Her Shift movement. My purpose in life is to inspire, empower, and transform lives. I wake each morning with the mission to help you lead with confidence, speak with influence, and connect strategically by getting out of your own head so you can lead. You can learn, experience, apply, and develop to your utmost best. Walking Through Glass, the podcast, is not about breaking through the glass ceiling. So if you're here looking for tips on how to own the room and and strike your power pose, then that's not what you really get on Walking Through Glass. Walking Through Glass is about the glass we walk through and the struggles we face on our journey walking through the actual glass. The fears, the anxiety, depression, the imposter syndrome, the limited beliefs, the BS, I mean, our other belief systems, negative self-talk. You know, you get the picture. Enough is enough. It is time to make the shift to clarity, confidence, and consistency to show up consistently as the very best version of you. Are you ready for your daily dose of vitamin Dr. D? Come on in and get this medicine for your mindset. So today on the show, we are actually going to be talking about the five pillars of a meaningful life. And I'd like to start by saying what's meaningful is actually relative. And that's the hardest part in this day, in this age of social media and everybody posts everything and they're showcasing the highs. Rarely do they showcase the lows and all you see is glitz and glamour. And then we tend to get a little skewed about where we find meaning. But if you actually begin to have conversations with the wealthiest individuals in the world, they will tell you that What's meaningful to them is actually family time, quality time, and just time in general just to be. Once they work and get past the hustle and the bustle, then it's the time they have to really begin to marinate and enjoy their successes, which is really where the meaning really sits. So what does it take to have a meaningful life? Does it take money, love, adventure, Ultimately, it's up to you to decide what will give your life meaning. Arguably, there's no inherent meaning to life that might scare some people, but it's actually kind of great news. You can choose what is meaningful to you. So I ask you this question today. What is meaningful to you? While it's an individual decision, there are a few common starting points. And that's what we're gonna talk about today in those five pillars of a meaningful life. The real individually individuality comes from how you choose to apply them, okay? So I want you to consider these crucial steps, these crucial aspects to, cre- to create 
a fulfilling life that has meaning. I don't know what's going on with my tongue today. It's all twisty tied. Because probably I'm so excited um, because I've been doing quite a bit of, you know, marinating and meditating and processing this thing called life. And yesterday I got to talk about how do we begin to um, put joy in our life every single day. And as I begin to talk about how do we put joy in our day, I really start asking myself these bigger questions about what does life mean for me? What does it really mean? And how can I begin to every day show up as the very best version of myself and prioritize and set boundaries that are gonna be in my best interest. So as we look at these five pillars to really establishing and creating a fulfilled, meaningful life that is right for us. So I'm gonna say that again, really cultivating and crafting a fulfilling life that has meaning for us. There are some steps to do that. All right, so let's talk about the pillar number one. Let's talk about where we start. Number one is evolution. It's a little sad when someone reaches like the pinnacle of their life. You know, they might be 35, 45, you know, 50. And nowadays people feel like when you hit 25 that you've arrived. And then you decide to just coast your way. Just coast your way. Well, here's, here's the secret. To have a meaningful life, it's important to grow and evolve continuously. Otherwise, you feel as if you just wasted your life. You wonder what could have what you could have actually accomplished. And if you said, if I had a little bit more time, if I had a little bit more attention. And so you get to this point in your life where you actually stop moving forward. So that's why when we talk about adding meaning and having meaning to our life, it means that we're constantly growing. We're changing, we're processing. I'm telling you guys, I'm in a really interesting season. Why? Because my son will be 18 in a few months and he's graduating from high school. He's my only child and I'm gonna be an empty nester. And although I've had accomplishments, I've done various things in my life, I'm now at a point where I'm looking at what's next and how am I gonna set myself up for success? So as you know, when we see our children grow and they grow into their next grader, then we start evaluating ourselves and saying, wait, how am I growing? Wait, what am I going to do without them? And as parents, we sometimes hold on and we, and we, we enable them and we trap. We trap them in a life that's not of their own making because it's comfortable for us. But if we're always in a state of growth, then we have the power and the mindset and the consciousness to allow them to grow into the adults, the viable adults that they need to actually be. I get this question a lot. What are you gonna do when Xavier leaves? What are you going to do next? And I say, live. Oh my gosh, I know how much he means to me. He means the world to me, but he's not my entire world. And relationship transcends all space and time. I'll say that again. Relationship transcends all space and time. I'm gonna have to say that one more time for the people in the back. Relationship 
transcends all space and time. So when those that we love move out of our house or into another space and sometimes into another life because they leave the earth, it doesn't mean the memories and the relationship is gone. And so we have to realize that as we're evolving and growing, so will the people around us. And if you haven't seen it yet, I love that meme where it actually has a caterpillar having coffee and tea with a butterfly. And the caterpillar says to the butterfly, man, you've changed. And the butterfly responds back, we're supposed to. So I thought that was really, really cool and very representative of who we are as a people to do that. And so how have you changed over the last 10 years? What do you know now that you didn't actually know then? And how are you allowing that to impact your life? What can you do now that you couldn't do then? What new skills have you developed? How has your view of the world changed? Because you should actually be different, feel different, look different, see things differently. And that's what evolution is all about. That's that first pillar. Okay, that first pillar is evolution. Understanding we're always in a state of growth and you don't wanna be today who you were yesterday. You should have grown. So let's go on and move on to number two, purpose. Wow, this is just bandied around everywhere. Everybody's talking about purpose. What's my purpose? What's my purpose? I don't have a purpose. How do I find my purpose? Do I need a purpose? And they go on and on and on and on. Here's the secret. Here's the super secret, everybody. Everybody has a purpose. And the day that you find out what that is, is gonna be the most magical day of your life. The day you figure it out. The day you figure it out. And guess what? Because you're evolving, there may be a, there may be a switch. There may be um, something that changes along the way where on your journey to your next, there's a time and there's an opportunity where you realize that where you were before because you've evolved, you have a new clarity, a new understanding. So you begin to actually pivot in another direction before you make an entire shift into that new, better version of who you were called to be. So you see, everyone needs a purpose and everybody has a purpose. We all know of someone that died shortly after retiring. And as an educator, um, it was really sad. It was extremely sad because we would have veteran educators who spend 20, 30 years in the business, in the profession. And as soon as they retire, they would die. I mean, like die within months. And I often wondered, did they lose a sense and understanding of their purpose? And so they had no will. And I wondered about that. And on a very personal note, my mom, she shares this with us when we were much younger, that in growing up, my younger brother, I'm oh, not younger, I'm sorry, he's older, my older brother ended up living, well, my older and younger brother ended up living with my grandmother. And so my brother, who's 10 months older than I am, um, I remember always saying that the day my brother was born, my great grandfather died in a car accident. And my mom was raised by her grandmother 
And she was so afraid that if my great grandmother did not have something and someone to take care of, she was gonna die. And so thus began my brother being raised and living in the household of my grandmother and my great grandmother who cared for him and took care of him. And as kids, we didn't quite always understand that, nor did my brother. And he has his own issues to work through because the feeling of why did his process was, why did my mom give me away? And all of my siblings got to live with her, you know? And so I get it more now because my mom was so, was so laser focused on her grandmother and her having a purpose. So studies have shown that even something as simple as taking care of plants extends the lifespan of those in nursing homes. Fortunately, you can have a purpose without having to go to work for the rest of your life. So it's not about work. It's about having a sense of meaning, right? We're talking about the five pillars of a meaningful life. So what is, I'm going to ask you this over and over again, what is the meaning? For your life what is the meaning what is it what is it what is it was it what is it what is it and so here are some things that you could actually do volunteering volunteering is a simple way to make a meaningful contribution that can make life worth living volunteering you just need someone or something to serve what is important to you how can you contribute in a way that you believe is meaningful? And here's where some people lose heart and they lose motivation. It's because someone tells them how to make meaning. They tell them what the meaning is. They tell them what to do. And they don't come to that realization on their own. And then they are still showing up as a bastardized version of themselves and they're not making meaning for their life. And you don't want this to be you. You don't. You want to be that person who is doing something that they love on purpose, with purpose. Number three in the five pillars of a meaningful life. So we have evolution, meaning we're always in a state of growth. Two, we have a sense of purpose and understanding that our, our purpose may evolve over time. And number three, the ability to belong to a group. Not only the ability, but the desire. Sometimes we get so caught up in our own selves and wrapped around ourselves, we don't realize that need to be connected um, with and to other people. And so in belonging to a group, it could be a large family, an extensive network of friends, a church where you work, a club, it could be a co-working space, it could be an organization, it could be a sorority, it could be a youth group. Belonging. We were not designed to be independent, but interdependent. Not codependent, all right? Interdependent. That we need each other to survive. I really truly believe in that village mentality, whether we're raising our kids or we're growing ourselves. That connectivity is huge and it's important. We all need to belong to a group and to be accepted by other members, other members of that group. 
Now, I'm going to add a little caveat to that. From those that know me and that's listened for a while, you'll know that I, I share quite frequently, is that I welcome feedback, but I do not require validation. I welcome feedback. I don't require validation. And because I don't require validation, guess what? I could belong to a group and still maintain my authenticity and my individuality. So find that group where you fit. Where is your tribe within a group? Because sometimes you have subgroups within a group. Some people like to call them cliques, but I call them subgroups. And without a group, we can feel isolated and ignored. Heck, that's the whole impetus behind Facebook, right? It's to create a group. So he, he, he was sitting there saying, my goodness, I need a way to feel connected. Mark Zuckerberg, he said, I need a way to feel connected to people. So I'm going to make my own global group. And if you don't have a tribe to call your own, you can go out and find one. And ladies, if you don't have a tribe, you are welcome to join the Lead Her Shift movement. We have a Facebook group at Groups Lead Her Shift. And you're welcome to join the leadership movement. We love, love, love to have you. It's a group for ladies only for us to really unmask and be who we're called to be. And here's what. If you're still not finding your fit, your niche, you go out there and start your own group. Okay? Your vibe attracts your tribe. So if you want a positive, energetic group, go be positive and energetic. And while you're positive and energetic, guess what? Other people are going to be drawn to you. So number four, we're moving real quickly through these five pillars of a meaningful life. And for those of you that are just joining live, let me go ahead and quickly, quickly, quickly reintroduce myself again. I am Dr. Dina Kelzer-Brown. I am your host and founder of the Lead Her Shift Movement. My call to action is to inspire, empower, and transform lives by helping you shift out of your head. Get out of your head so you can lead. And by lead, I mean learn, experience, apply, and develop. And when you begin to lead and show up as your authentic self, not only do you find purpose, but you also find prosperity. And that is aligned to who you're called to be. So that's who I am and that's what I do. So let's go ahead and circle right back to number four, a meaningful past. Over time, we all develop a past. One of the worst outcomes of a long life is to look back on a past that we regret. A past of squandered opportunities is sure to make you cringe when you look back on your life. We all want to have a great story to tell and to share. What kind of story will you have? What stories do you have to share right now? How have you lived the last 10 years? How will you live the next 10 years? And if there's any part of that that you're not in agreement with and that you don't love, then here's what you do. 
You shift. You move. You change. You evolve. You transform. You can do it. You have the power and the authority to transform your situation. And having a meaningful past is something you accumulate every single day. Every day. So what are you doing every day to accumulate a meaningful past? What are you doing every day to accumulate a meaningful past? So as we're talking about those five pillars of a meaningful life, it all starts with what you choose to do today, right now, in this moment, in this moment. The very fact that you're listening to this podcast is part of that journey because there's a reason besides that it said hey someone's going live right and you jumped in on air but there's a reason that you're here there's a reason that the messaging and whatever is shared and said is for is to speak to you today because there's some area there's some aspect of who you are what you've been doing where you sometimes in Philly disconnected who am I what am I doing is it important am I impacting people And heck, am I even inspiring and impacting myself? Sometimes we get caught up in that. I do. I ask myself. So people ask me, where do I get all my material? My life. My life is not a bed of roses all the time. But guess what? Guess what? What I choose is see opportunity in every obstacle and challenge. And so my mindset my consciousness is framed around finding, seeing, and receiving the abundance that is already promised to me. It's a choice. So when I'm talking about the five pillars of a meaningful life, and I say you create your meaningful past today, it means the choices that you make today become what you reflect on tomorrow. So what do you want to be said about your past? And quickly, I'll share with you that this was an activity that I did. And um, I encourage you to do something like this. You might not have to do this activity, but I promise you this was one of the most powerful, engaging, memorable, transformative experiences that I ever had. And what I did is I wrote my, I ask people that I, um, new and I posted on social media I said I want to write my obituary today I'm writing my obituary today how have I impacted your life what have I done in my life that impacted you and I put it out there and I didn't know what I was gonna get and I will tell you that it was it was transformative for me I mean, like crazy. I had, uh, as a former educator, K-12 educator, you know, millions, I felt like it was millions, um, of students come through our classrooms. And then as a school principal, it wasn't just about my classroom, it was the community. It was, you know, the schools, it was all classrooms, all students. And I was a high school principal and I was a elementary middle school um, principal. But the, the one that really, um, I guess, 
tore me and enlightened me and and just moved me beyond belief was the one comment that I got from one of my former students. And I was actually looking for the message because I've saved it. And I saved these little moments to get me through sometimes. And what she said to me, and she said, you don't know how many times that you saved my life. And she said that when you let me come in your classroom and just sit there, you didn't know what was going on with me. And sometimes you would just say, Did, are you hungry? Did you need anything? You didn't pressure me. And she said I was. she was going through her own set of demons. And she said those moments that she got to spend there and the things that I got to share with her forever transformed her life. And so now as a 20, I think they're 26 now, as a 26 year old adult, and she shares that as an eighth grader, as a 13-year-old, the things that I got to speak into her life have forever impacted her today. And there's Belinda, who's now a doctor of optometry. And so I always shared with my students, my kids, I gave one, I have one by birth, and I have many by love and association. And it's in those kids that I'm a glammy. So I get to see my glam babies, I visit them, we talk, and we still have relationship because I said, you are forever mine. And so having a meaningful life started on those days where I got out of my own way and got out of my own head and got over myself. and said, I'm gonna be here and show up for when I was in the classroom, these kids, when I was leading the school as a school principal for my staff and the kids and their parents and the community leaders. And so the meaning of life for you and what works with you starts today. So what's meaningful to you and how are you going to show up? Because now we have the fifth pillar of a meaningful, meaningful life. Okay, we have the fifth. I'm going to really quick recap the first four. Number one is evolution. We're always in a state of growth. If we want to have a meaningful life, the pillar for that, for that is to keep growing constantly and my mentor John Maxwell says you know change is inevitable but growth is optional so choose to grow number two purpose having a purpose and understanding that during the course of your life and on your journey it there may be a shift there may be a change and that is okay it's a hundred percent okay because you're not the same person today that you were yesterday, that you were five years ago, that you were three years ago. You have some new understanding, some new awakenings because you have been growing. And then find your tribe. Find your tribe. It doesn't have to be large, but it should resonate with you. Mind, body, soul, and spirit. And you might have various groups for whatever part of you needs to feel and what needs to do a certain thing. And if you don't have a group you can jump into, you feel at home, create one. Because your vibe will attract your tribe. So maybe you're at that stage that you are actually ready to and it's time for you to create your tribe. And then number four was a meaningful past. And I want to say to you, 
if you take nothing away and you go back and listen to the earlier parts, is that your meaningful past starts with your right now present. Your meaningful past starts with your right now present. And so we move to number five. Valuable experiences and relationships over possessions. I'll say that again. Value experiences and relationships over possessions, over things. Our society is probably the most materialistic on earth. And our society doesn't even rank anywhere near the top for happiness or joy. We seem to think and begin to believe as a whole that joy is accumulation of things and wealth. Now, I will tell you, I love it, money, and I'm riches and wealth, I invite into my life. But it's what we do with them and how we process them is what I'm speaking to. And having the riches and the wealth permits me to engage in the relationships that I have and to do more meaningful things with them. So I'm not at all bashing money riches. That's not what I'm saying. I have a high money consciousness and I understand the tools. I can impact change with money. I can feed the hungry with money, but I won't take advantage of people to gain money, if that makes sense, okay? I won't take advantage of people for a dollar and exploit people for money. I don't have to do that. So the way I view money. So that's a whole nother show, a whole nother topic. And maybe I'll speak to that. So when people start talking about their money consciousness to do that. And so there's a strong clue that possessions aren't at all meaningful. And I'm trying to remember the name and I should have probably looked it up, but I didn't. But if you do, definitely share it back. But there was an Asian billionaire and they asked, would he rather have all his money or, you know, ha be happy? And he said, I'd rather be happy. I'd rather be happy. And he said, what's important to you? And he said, family, family. And what are your regrets? And he said, my regrets was that in the pursuit of this money, I neglected the relationships with people that mattered. And for those people that are no longer here on the earth, I can't get back that time. And that's powerful. So think about this. How much enjoyment have you gotten from purchasing something expensive? You know, you buy that purse, you buy that, that shoe, you buy that. How long did that enjoyment actually last? You know, you buy that pair of shoes, oh my God, they're the bomb, you wear them a few times and you realize that, oh yeah, then you're on to the next. And did it give your life meaning? I didn't say did it give you opportunity because maybe it made you, you know, walk into the room with all that snap, jazzle and pop. But did it really give your life meaning? So one of the things that I've done, and this is another tip, you know, this is this Tuesday tips piece, is that for those of you who are listening, who have children, and we want to buy them toys and, and give them gifts and tangible items. And then we complain about all the toys everywhere. They play with them for a little bit and they throw it. If that's you, I mean, definitely, you know, you're not alone. I did partial, partial that. But as an educator, my son didn't even get toys that didn't, that weren't learning tools until he was like six, seven, eight, almost. Everything for that had had a learning focus to it. But here's what I began to do because we were overseas and we traveled quite extensively. What I began to do is to give my son experiences for Christmas and birthdays, birthdays in March. So we began a tradition 
And the tradition was about having an experience. And if you give your children the gift of travel, an opportunity to connect and see the world beyond their small circles of their communities and their neighborhoods and their schools, then there you're expanding their minds and their capacity to be able to really think outside the box. So for my son, for his birthday, he gets a trip. And what he had to do, so when he was younger in fourth and fifth and sixth grade, et cetera, what he did was he, we talked about three places and we would look at what they might've been studying in school. And I said, okay, so for your birthday, where do you want to go? And his birthday was in March. So we not, we not only, we didn't usually leave in March unless it was a quick weekend trip, but oftentimes we would go during the spring break, which was in April. And so his requirement was he then had to go look up the three places we talked about. And then he got to choose where we were going. And then he set the itinerary of the place that we were going to go and did the whatever. And then we went for that week. And so I said, I'm going to give you the gift of experiences. I'm going to give you that, that memory. So when you're studying about the Great Wall of China, you've been there. When people are looking in books and they're trying to make sense of the things, you've touched those places. You've seen those things. You've gone down the canals of Venice, you know, and the last trip we were able to take was his 13th birthday trip and we spent a week in Dubai. And when he started high school, I knew that it was a little bit much more difficult because my son was a four sport athlete. And so literally when we finished one sport, it was the next. And although I said, hey, we could just go away really quick. There was tournaments and my son is very loyal and dedicated. He said, no, mom. He said, um, I, I have to be there for my team. And, and again, I applaud that. And so, you know, side note is um, the very first trip, I still went to the Philippines, went to Boracay without him because I said, ah, oh, mama needs to go. So I did, I, I, I implanted him the experience piece. But what I said to him upon graduation, this is his senior year. Again, I'm on the road to empty nesting. nesting please pray for your sister. And because um, I'm excited for him, I'm excited for me. But oh my goodness, my heart keeps expanding with so much joy and watching the young man he's become. But what I shared with him is that upon graduation, then the four trips he didn't take during high school, then depending on, you know, the sports and, and he's going to play football in college, is that we will then pick that back up. And then he can probably take, you know, two weeks during the summer transition between starting college depending on when football camp may start. And then we would hit those four places that he didn't get to go to during high school. Oh, who knows? We might just take a long cruise and, and count that joy. So the choice is here, but those experiences have created this lifetime and love of travel, this ease of travel. My son's been on planes since he was four months old. He's He, he integrates very well um, with people. Again, it's the experiences that he got. So teaching him to value experiences instead of things. And, and if you don't think that, well, yeah, who would want, not want to go on a trip? Let me tell you how powerful this teaching has been because we started when he was really young. So let me tell you this. Last year, my son, his birthday's in March and we have a birthday party. And in creating his birthday party, I, I promise you, I thought I'm, tired we'd start to pull it together it was gonna rain so we didn't do an outside event I said how about I give you money 
The cost to do a bowling party or a quick party or have your friends go for pizza, etc., is going to be X amount of dollars. And I'm talking it was between five, seven hundred bucks. And I said, how about I just give you that cash and we don't have a party and you can go do something with your friends. And he said, no, mom, I'd rather just have the party with my friends. He said, because I would try to take it and spend it on them anyway. I would rather. Yes, he said this. I was like, wow, who's this kid? And I raised him. He said, no, mom. The money's not important. I want to spend time with my friends and family. So lo and behold, in five days time, we pulled together a bowling party, a massive bowling party for 25, 30 kids. <laughs> and, um, and he had a blast. And he didn't regret or lament for one moment. And here's the sad thing, or the not so sad thing, the joy thing. I offered him money not to have the party because we were like, my goodness, we got so much going on. My sister offered him money. My boyfriend offered him money and said, hey, we can just give you the money. And he's like, well, I don't want it. I don't want it. I want the experience of spending this day with my friends. Wow. I learn constantly from my child. He gives me such great takeaways. So ensure that you're spending enough time on accumulating experiences and meaningful relationships. The Ferrari, the Porsche, the Mercedes, it will mean less than you think after the newness wears off. I'd rather have a Volkswagen filled with love, a Volkswagen <laughs> filled with love, than an empty Mercedes driving on the highway by myself. So what is meaningful to you? And how do you need to live in order to believe in your life and make it meaningful? In what ways do you need to grow and contribute to feel that your time on this earth has meaning? Because I promise you, I tell you, it does. But it needs to on your terms. And I'm in the process of finding a cause that I could get behind. Besides the leadership movement and really inspiring and empowering women to love themselves and believe in themselves and choose themselves first unapologetically without guilt so that they can do what they're called to do. That's part of my movement. And I kept saying, but shouldn't I have a mission? Shouldn't I care more about the homeless? Shouldn't I care more about the whales? Shouldn't I? And I would give money and I would volunteer, but I didn't have, you know, that same passion as I have for inspiring this transformational mindset for women. And so that has meaning for me. That's what Walking Through Glass, the podcast is all about. It's not about breaking through the glass ceiling. It's about walking through the glass, the fear, anxiety, depression, imposter syndrome, the BS, our belief systems that are keeping us trapped in a life that we weren't called to lead. And that negative self-talk, that inner bully, that critic, you know what I call mine? I call her Heffa. And I say, Heffa, shut up. Heffa, really shut up. Shut the day up. Heffa, shut up. And I realized that's what I'm passionate about. That's what I can stand on stages and talk about. That's what I can write books about. That's where I can pull women off the street and inspire them about. So you can choose what gives your life meaning. It's entirely in your hands. But it's important to make a conscious choice. It's important to make a conscious choice that works for you. So these five pillars of life, in all of it, you have a choice. 
You have a choice to evolve, okay? You have a choice to identify a purpose that you can believe in. You have a choice of finding a tribe or building your own. And like I said, you're welcome to join the Lead Her Shift movement. We have a Facebook group and we're gonna be launching an online platform for personal development and growth that actually helps, helps you live the life that you're called to lead. And your meaningful past, that other pillar, the fourth pillar, is a developing and cultivating and creating a meaningful past that starts today, in the present, in the now. In the now. And number five, value your experiences and your relationships over your possessions. So maybe instead of going and buying that brand new, and I'm not talking about, oh, I'm not going to buy my child any new shoes and I need shoes. Instead, I'm going to take them to dinner. But what I'll say to you is that my mom, when we were younger, and my mom didn't, we didn't have a lot of money. And there's, there's nine of us. I'm number seven of the nine. And my mom was a single parent through different periods of that time. My mom and dad got a divorce when I was very young. And my dad passed and died of leukemia and cancer uh, when I was a ninth grader in high school when I was 13 years old. Um, but my mom remarried. And, but there's times in our life when it was my mom and us. And one thing that my mom always did with us, one thing my mom always did, oh my gosh, I'll get emotional, is that when she got paid every two weeks when she was working, she took us out to the restaurant and so we had to learn how to eat in public so people would say oh your kids my mom had a family my mom's an only child and she has nine children right and so she would take us out to eat and she said you need to know how to hold your own at a table you need to know how to use the proper silverware you need to know how to order you need to know how to have a sense of presence and so my mom created and scaffolded these experiences from eating out to going to people's house. And I had that black mama, I will tell you, that black mama, she would say, when, I, when you walk into a person's house, and I still do this today, I don't move past that foyer unless you invite me past it. So I'm not one of those looky-loos that come running through your house and, oh, let me see, can I go check your house out? I don't do that. You would have to invite me and say, let me take you on a tour. I stop in the front in the foyer, in the opening, until you invite me past that point. And that comes from my mom teaching us and sharing those experiences with us. So value those experiences and those relationships over the things. We didn't have a lot of things, but we had some amazing experiences together and which has taken us through this adulthood. And so now I can say, you know, I'm 47 years old now and 40 plus years later, I still recall those magical moments that we created. So you can choose what will give your life meaning. It is in your hands. And I will leave you with this powerful thought. You have the power and the authority to transform your situation and define the meaning in your life. So get clear about what that is. Get clear. It all starts with clarity. And once you are clear, then you develop the confidence, the confidence, the confidence to stand in the midst of who you're called to be. And now that you're clear and you're confident, you will show up authentically and consistently. 
as the very best version of you. And so with that, I want to thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me today on Walking Through Glass, the podcast. And I am your host, Dr. Dina C. Brown, founder of the Leadership Movement, helping you get out of your head so you can lead. And by lead, I mean learn, experience, and apply and develop by removing all that BS, those belief systems that are not compatible to help you grow to your next grader. And I want to invite you today to share Walking Through Glass, the podcast, with your friends, with your family, five people, create meaning for them. And if there's something about this that spoke, I invite you to share with them. We're, the podcast is available on iTunes, Google Music Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and soon to be iHeartRadio. So walking through glass is not about me, it's about us. And you're listening, you're part of that tribe. And I really would appreciate it. For those of you who haven't yet, to please subscribe. Please subscribe to the podcast and to leave a review. Especially if you listen on iTunes, those reviews go a long way in building momentum and visibility. That's just the way the system works. So go ahead and continue to create momentum and meaning in not only your life, but the life of others. And I want to thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart on this Tuesday and giving you these Tuesday tips about the five pillars to create and cultivate a meaningful life. Again, to evolve, keep growing. Number two, define, clarify, get that purpose down. Get clarity about that purpose. Find your tribe or build a tribe. Find a tribe or build a tribe. And once you realize that your meaningful past starts today, I mean, choose now, choose now to start making the life that you were called to leave. Because what you do today is what you reflect on tomorrow and value experiences and relationships over possessions. And go and enjoy this day. Because when you choose joy and you choose meaning, you are closer to living the life that you desire and that you are called to lead. So I thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I will see you back here tomorrow, Walking Through Glass, the podcast, live right here on Podbean. But you can listen to the replay on iTunes, Google Music Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Have a great one, everybody. Bye-bye.